einer neuen Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Robledo. Welcome to The Canadian Wants to Know Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to talk about nationalism, the good and the bad. Also, let's begin. The word nationalism creates negative feelings in some people and pride in others. For some, it's connected to fascism and racism. And to others, it's, it's a way to unite a large group of people. So is nationalism good or bad? That's the discussion I want to have today. There are three points I want to discuss with you regarding nationalism. Let's start with the bad side of nationalism. Of course, there's always two sides to the coin. As a Canadian, I'll start by talking about the negative side of Canadian nationalism. A big part of our national identity comes from not being American. There's so many similarities between Americans and Canadians, the way we speak, the food we eat, the movies, music we listen to, the way our cities look, the, the people walking around in those cities, and even the history is similar. It's actually harder to find differences between us But Canadians, we're eager to find these differences where there are none so that we can feel unique and special, so that we can have the, the sense that, yeah, we are not Americans, we're something different. And that's why we are quick to point out problems we see in American politics and society. We watch the news and we look at that and we say, oh, wow, like, look how terrible it is over there. Look how chaotic it is. We are better. One example of that is uh, the treatment of African-Americans in the United States. As Canadians, we criticize that a lot and we look and say, oh, man, that's so horrible. The history of slavery and the, the current situation in that country, police brutality. No, oh, that's so terrible. Wow, we never enslaved Africans. We are good on this side of the border. And when we do this as Canadians, we fail to recognize our treatment of Native Americans and the atrocities committed towards them. So what this creates is we look at what Americans are doing wrong and it makes us feel better about ourselves and say, oh, at least we're not like that. We are the nice Canadians. And we don't see... The fact that we in this country and in the country of Canada, there's a long history of terrible crimes that was committed against a group of people. And that's that. the point I'm trying to make here is that Canadian nationalism, it often leads us to feel superior to our, to our American neighbors. We point fingers in their direction and ignore the dirty laundry in our house. All nations have dirty laundry. We can talk about colonialism by the French and British, the Nazi period in Germany, communism in Russia. There is no perfect nation. Every country has sins, for lack of a better word, in their history. Instead of pointing fingers at other nations, I think it's better if we look inwardly and see 
what can we do to improve our own societies? Of course, we can learn from the mistakes of other nations, but it's not helpful to have the belief that we are better than them. That other nations are bad and that we are good, it's simply not true. Right? A, a quick example of that is uh, the way others might think about Germany and what happened here with the Holocaust and say, oh man, it's so terrible what Germans did to the Jewish people. But if I look historically, Germany was not the only country with negative thoughts and feelings towards Jewish people. This was the reality all over Europe. And Jewish people suffered in all the other parts of this continent as well as in Russia. So Germany was not the only one that, was, that harmed this group of people. But these other countries were able to look at Germany and say, Oh, look, so bad. Those Germans are so bad. And by doing that, they ignored their own uh, crimes against this group of people. So it's important that we remember no country is perfect. We all have dirty laundry and we all have to learn from those mistakes of the past and move forward and try to make things better. Another issue with nationalism is when it becomes an us versus them mentality. For example, I was talking to a German guy who told me, China is our enemy. Okay, that's the statement. Let's think about that. Volkswagen sold 40% of their vehicles to China last year. One in three German cars are sold in China. If I work for Lidl or Aldi, would I say that the customers who buy my products are my enemy? Of course not. That makes no sense. If these customers are coming in, they're buying my products, I cannot call these people my enemy. No, like there's a, a re- I need these people in order for my business to survive and to grow. China is the third biggest trade partner of Germany. And for imports, China is the number one partner. A big reason why Germans have jobs in factories today is because China buys German products. They are the customers who walk into Lidl. A big reason why the price of many goods have decreased in Germany is because of China as well. The price of certain electronics. These products are produced in China. They're sold here in Germany at a good price. The perspective, and this is what we lose When our nationalism creates enemies that don't exist, when we look at China as like just this evil communist country that wants to take down the world and become the next superpower, when we have that mentality, then we forget all of the benefits that we have received in our relationship, in our business relationship with this country. And I don't want you to misunderstand me. I am not a supporter of the Chinese communist regime. I've talked about it in the past. I, I don't believe that communism is the, the best economic system. I don't think that it's, it's a way that we should go. The point I'm trying to make is that it's better to cooperate with other nations than to fear them. Let me give you another example. What happened after 9-11? The American people, they wanted revenge. They saw the Twin Towers come down. So the people are angry and they go to the government and say, we need revenge, we need to do something. So they started a war in Afghanistan. 
And we all know how that story played out. The historian Yuval Harari has a very good analogy regarding terrorism. He says terrorists are like a fly and a flieger in a china shop. China is another word for porcelain, right? So it's the country, but it's also a word for porcelain. So the fly knows it cannot destroy the shop on its own. So it provokes a bull to do it. The USA is that bull. Terrorists are too weak to cause any real damage to the political order. So they provoke with small acts of terrorism and then sit back and watch America and its allies do the rest. Americans wanted revenge. And the result? Thousands of young American men dead. Hundreds of thousands of people displaced by the war. Political instability in the Middle East. And a lost war. At the end of it all, the Taliban got exactly what they wanted. My worry is that as anti-Chinese sentiment continues to grow in the West, as we start to say, oh, China is evil, China is bad, and we start to grow this feeling of anger and hatred and resentment towards this country, the desire for revenge is going to take us in a very, very negative direction, and we're all going to be losers in that situation. Question for you. How can we focus more on improving our society without pointing fingers at others, without having this feeling that we are better than others? The second point, and here we're going to talk about the good side of nationalism, because of course, like I said, there's always two sides to every coin. The United States is a country of more than 300 million people. Just think about that. They come from different backgrounds, ethnic groups. They have different religions and traditions. The one thing that unifies these people is that they are American, right? America, right? This idea is what unites all of them together. And it has a powerful effect on the way these people think and live. It's easy to criticize the United States when you turn on the news, but American people are some of the most innovative on the planet. Think about the products you interact with on a daily basis. I can guarantee an American made some of them. Computers, internet, electricity, and so on. Like The list is long. All of the progress that humans have made in history came through collaboration. When different people come together, great things are possible. And that's exactly what we've seen in America. Right? It's so easy to focus on the negatives and the chaos, but there's so much good and so much innovation that comes out of that country, out of the, this country of 300 million very distinct and different people. Our ancestors, they lived in small tribes. There was maybe 100, maybe 200 people in these tribes. And that limited what they were able to accomplish. Yeah, maybe they could hunt and, and collect some, some, some berries and things like that, but they couldn't really innovate. They didn't have the manpower. But today, we're able to unite millions of people together under the umbrella of the nation state. These people collaborate, innovate, produce, and build up our nations into what they are today. It's one of the most 
impressive accomplishments in human history. It's astounding. What did a fisherman in the north of Germany or a farmer in Bavaria have in common 500 years ago? If we go back in time, what did these people have in common? Very little. I'm sure it it was probably difficult for them to even communicate. In the north, they, they, spoke, they spoke Plattdeutsch and here. And in, the, in the, the dialect of Bayerisch, it's very, very different. I don't even think they would have been able to communicate. But today, both of them turn on their televisions and support the national team at the World Cup. Their children might end up studying at the same university. They'll go on to work at German companies in different parts of this country. It's an incredible development that we have seen as a result of the nation state. Question for you. What have you learned from Germans who live in other parts of the country? The third point I want to discuss is called gratitude over pride. So let me explain what I mean by he, by this. How do we manage the negative aspects of nationalism like I talked about, this pointing of fingers, this feeling that we are superior, this mentality of us versus them, those are the bad guys, we are the good guys. How do we manage those negative aspects while keeping the good parts of nationalism, which is the ability of bringing different people together to collaborate, to cooperate, and to build up a nation? My solution is gratitude over pride. Pride often leads us to feel superior to others. For example, let's say I'm competing at the Olympics. I train hard, right? I, I, I spend years trying to build up my abilities so that I can compete at the Olympics, so that I can give my best. And let's say I train hard and then I come to the Olympics and I become the winner. I'm the 100 meter champion. I'm proud of my accomplishment on that day. I was better than the other competitors, so I feel better than them, right? That's where this pride comes from, from training hard, from working at it, and then being able to perform. But that's a terrible analogy when talking about nations. A better analogy is a lottery winner. Someone who wins the lottery does not need to be smarter. You don't need to be more athletic. You don't need to have any special ability in order to become a winner. It's just luck. It is pure luck that you were born in Germany. You had no control over that. So to feel proud of something you had no control over, to me, that doesn't make any sense. Gratitude is a better option. I'm so thankful to the country of Canada for opening up their doors to my family and allowing us to have so many opportunities. I love Canada and I love the people of Canada with all of my heart. And I try to represent my country in a good way everywhere I go. I share what I've learned and I encourage others to visit Canada. I say this all the time. There's enough people here in Germany. Go to Canada, move to Canada. We need people over there. But above all, I have to remember that I'm no better than anyone else on this planet. It was pure luck that I have a Canadian passport. I did nothing to earn it or deserve it. I'm simply a lottery winner here. Regardless of what people may tell you, Canadians 
are not superior to Americans. Germans are not superior to Polish people. Indians are not superior to Pakistani. None of us did anything to deserve our passports. See it as a gift, not a reward. Let's show gratitude because we come from such a rich and beautiful culture. Let's share our culture and learn from others as well. Germans have shared their food and traditions with me and I feel so lucky to be here. It's such such a life has given me such a beautiful gift that I can be here and share and learn from the German people that are around me. And my favorite part of German culture are the Christmas markets. I, I wish it were Christmas all year long. It would be the best for me. I'd be happy all the time. Right? Spargelzeit is also something I love. I think we can work together and we can make life better for one another. Just remember, someone who is grateful has no time to feel better than others. It's like children at Christmas time. They're opening up their presents. Oh, wow, let me show you my gift. If you show me yours, right? Like that's, that's what this is. It's simply chance. There's nothing we did to deserve it. We didn't earn it. We didn't work for it. We just got it. And we can be very grateful and we can share it with others. Let's do a quick recap. So the first thing I talked about were some of the negatives of nationalism. The two were this pointing of fingers, feeling that I'm better than others, and developing an us versus them mentality. All nations have skeletons in their closets. Let's clean up our house before we go into someone else's house and tell them what they need to do. Canada recently implemented a new public holiday called the Day of Truth and Reconciliation. It's a day of reflection on the crimes committed against indigenous communities in Canada. I hope this is a step forward in our journey to creating a better society for all Canadians. We need to stop looking at what Americans are doing wrong and focus on correcting our own mistakes. And secondly, when we adopt a mentality of fear and hatred towards another group of people, we create the conditions that can destroy us all. Cooperation is a better way. And of course, cooperation, sometimes it's messy, sometimes it's difficult. It's not easy to work with people who have different opinions to us. But the alternative, the alternative of turning these people into my enemy, of becoming hostile towards other groups of people, man, the consequences of that are terrible. And there's so many examples that we can see throughout history of what happens when we turn other groups of people into our enemies. It never ends well. The second point, the good side of nationalism, by bringing millions of people together under the umbrella of the nation state, whether it's Germany or Canada or France or Spain, it has led to humans making incredible progress. We've taken millions of people out of poverty. We've created new opportunities for people around the world. We've been able to trade with one another. I think this is something that we should celebrate. Like it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to, to bring millions of people together under one umbrella. Let's celebrate it. The third point was gratitude over pride. And it's just a different way to look at nationalism than what is oftentimes presented. 
instead of developing this undeserved pride in something we had no control of, like you didn't run in the Olympics, you just got the passport. For me, it's just better to show gratitude for this gift that we've received of being able to to grow up in, in the country where we grew up. When Germans say to me, ah, wir sind das Land der Dichter und Denker, right? Like, very proud, wow, that we, we are this country of poets and thinkers. I think to myself, oh, wow, I didn't know you were a poet and philosopher. To me, we can celebrate this history. It's a beautiful thing. We can learn about it. We can read the poems. We can read these philosophers. But I'm not going to give you credit for something you didn't do. You didn't write those poems. You didn't write the Brothers Grimm. You didn't write these uh, philosophical ideas. So I'm not going to give you credit. I'm not going to say, wow, you're such a great person because you're... No. To me, that, that idea doesn't make any sense to have pride over something I didn't do. For me, let's just be thankful and say, wow, like people who speak my language, who come from the, a similar area that I come from, they've done great things. Man, I, we can learn from that. We can all learn from it. And let me share that with other people around the world. And maybe they can also enjoy it and learn from it as well. I'm interested to get your answers to the following question. What do you love about your country's culture? If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. And if you're interested in improving your business English, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Canadian Wants to Know. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes Mal.